whatever I want. I could just leave. Yeah, how much did you spend on your cat ears? I think I'm in the middle of the the prices. I spent, mine were like 30 something, Mm. a little bit less than that. I think it was like 26. I bought mine at Goodwill for $4, so. I bought mine from Jeff Bezos for $18, and they said they were good for teens, children, (laughs) kids, women, and men. So I was like, I'm somewhere in there. (laughs) Good on you, Keisha. You're at least one of those things. (laughs) Fuck Jeff Bezos. He doesn't deserve those cat ear headphones. I'm glad you got them. Yeah, I also. <laughs> I found him behind an alley, and I was like, "Give me your headphones." That's I that's the way I'm gonna rationalize. He was down on his iPad, and he was like, "They're good for kids, children, teens, and women." <laughs> that's the way I'm gonna and then rationalize. You said, You're a man, and then you ripped him off his head. I'm gonna rationalize exactly. buying Good anything stuff. from Amazon like that from now on. Be like, Jeff Bezos doesn't deserve stealing. to have this <laughs> C- Captain America omnibus. Yeah. <laughs> Take that. What did you buy? Nomadland haters. <laughs> um, hey, speaking of Amazon, uh, first of all, hi, my name is Jackson McMurray, CEO of Amazon. Hi, my name, my name is Adeline, CFO of Amazon. <laughs> and my name is Keisha Rhodes, and I boycotted Amazon for a really long time until I needed to get these cat ears. <laughs> Literally same. I boycotted Amazon up until the moment that I wanted cat headphones. Didn't have to give Jeff Bezos a dang dime for these idiots. You're the catalyst of all of this. You're the one we're like, oh, what if we all? Yeah, I was about to say this is all your projects. Since you're the transitive property, you alone gave Jeff Bezos like forty dollars. You have two cat headphones on your conscience. All right, all right. It's both of ours. Am I pointing? Am I pointing to Adeline? Which uh, Adeline is to your left. You got a you got a point to the left, and I got a point to the right. Wait, other way, other way. Maybe me. Oh, your other sorry. left. Maybe we can sync up <laughs> yeah. on five. Wait, You're wrong too, Adeline. Because it's because yeah. Cause there you go. Now you got thing, it. Now you got it. Yay! Wait, wait, wait. Adeline, Adeline, Adeline. <laughs> I'm gonna pass my phone yes. down to you. Okay. Oh, I'm gonna okay. pass my phone down to you. Are you ready? Okay. Put it in center of the screen. Center of the screen. Center of the screen. Okay, Anna, now I'm gonna pass you a remote control. Um, Okay. Quick draw like the wind. I've got it. Hell yeah. I've got I've got this kind of remote control. (laughs) Yes. R.I.P. podcast listeners later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Sorry about this. It's a visual medium now. (laughs) Ever heard of video killed the radio star? Cyclical. <laughs> it's a circle. <laughs> Twitch streams kill the podcast star. What if we made that song? What if we I, updated it'd be really, it for the 21st century? It'd be really century? good and everyone would love it. <laughs> it'd be an instant sensation. I'm going to close YouTube because I think it's making my Discord lag a little bit. So, rip in pieces, chat. I can see Jackson, the chat. I got really big on the stream, but I think the stream's far behind. I got really big on the stream. I don't know. Just big on was it like three minutes ago? So we'll never okay. Uh, yeah. The stream is pretty far behind us. Yeah. Um, yeah. They won't get to okay. the goofs for a long time. Uh, and I'm gonna ignore them now. Hello. So anyway, here's here's what I'll here's what I'll offer. Re Amazon. I 
worked for Amazon for like six months. So I've taken more money from Jeff Bezos than I could ever spend, basically. Yeah, he stole Jeff Bezos's lunch out of the fridge every day. <laughs> he showed up sometimes, and I would pick his pockets. I'd take his spare change. Yeah, did you take like, did you take your bottles? Do you take your bottles of pee from the van? <laughs> yeah, I drink them. See, what sucked about that was that I would constantly like they don't give you water, so you kind of have to bear grills it. Um, and people haven't really been talking about that on the news as much, mm-hmm. but. It's just an important part of it, you know. And Jeff Bezos is always there. He likes he picks a van every day to just hang out in, and he likes to watch you, yeah, like pee in the bottle. They yeah. can easily afford the water, but he's like, "I want to watch it." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like every time you put headphones in, he's like, "Oh, I guess you have time to listen to music, huh? Weird." <laughs> you know, like, he stands there and rubs his bald head. <laughs> <laughs> and he rubs his tummy rubs at the same time. He pats his bald head and he rubs <laughs> his tummy. His bald tummy. Okay, bald can tummy. I say can I say something? This yeah. is I don't know how good I feel about this. Okay. But I've been watching Miraculous Ladybug and Cat Noir. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, why'd you do that? Katie? Me too, because I teach three year olds. <laughs> okay, yeah, but no, because I I also work with children. I was uh, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. yeah. But like. They have a lot of sexual tension in that show. Oh, <laughs> it's yeah. bizarre. It is a horny show. So you like, know how we've like exposed the guy who made Victorious for being a weird feet pervert? It's like if that guy went and made an animated TV show. It's literally like that. <laughs> it's like they like almost kiss in like every episode. Yeah. Oh. If they don't actually kiss in the episode. Hot. Mm-hmm. It's just like... And they I also so. don't fucking understand that they're the same fucking person. No. The no, whole well, entire just, show. It's the Clark, Clark Kent glasses dilemma, but... But I just, it's been infuriating. <laughs> oh wait! I do also want to inform you of this uh, this thing that um, I I need to tell you guys that it's actually pronounced Captain Noir, um, <laughs> according to the my three year olds. Oh, mm. um, uh, that makes sense. I yeah. told mm-hmm. them that it was Cat Noir, and they said I was stupid. I mean, told me, they told me to go fuck myself. That's why he's dressed as a captain. I can make it that joke. But yeah, they think it's Captain Noir, and they I cannot change their minds okay. about it. Well, he'll like, and there will be no her, more he'll discussion be like, about this. It's too like, bad. Oh, milady, and like, that's just <laughs> yeah, he's a lady. He's a black leotard. Here comes this man, <laughs> ready to tip his fedora. And ask yeah. you how your feet are today, madame. <laughs> how, how your yeah. feet are today? Bad today. Bad feet today. Not great. <laughs> bad, it's a bad feet day. You know, sometimes you just have a bad feet moment. <laughs> I have a bad feet moment quite a lot. Just all the time. Mood. Yeah. Mood. Eggs, when, eczema gang. Foot eczema gang. Eczema rise up. Ayo. Hey, eczema check. Foot eczema check. <laughs> I've been really upset with saying AO noun check recently, and honestly, I don't have any regrets yet. Good, good that that was. World has started saying "Let's go" a lot. Like every time, <laughs> I'll be go. like, "Oh, we're having goldfish for snack," and he'll be like, "Let's go!" <laughs> but he's four, so it's hilarious. <laughs> That's really good. I cannot wait to have a child. Just only not any of the other parts of like motherhood or having a child. I don't care about that shit. I do care about having a tiny human that can make just scream gamer culture references all the time. 
Yeah, get a niece. Just be like, hey, um, hey, Davey, do you want some apple slices? He's just like, poggers. He's <laughs> like, Gamergate, Gamergate. And he's four. Gamergate. <laughs> yeah, he's four. Uh, none of the other parents will hang out with us, but you know I what? I did teach, hang out teach a bunch of the three-year-olds to say poggers. It didn't stick, though. You did that before poggers was funny. I'm just going to add that poggers <laughs> wasn't funny yet when you did that. Yeah, but that's what made it so funny. <laughs> Just gonna have them walk around and be like, "Who? who's your favorite? And they'll be like, Dream SMP. And I'll be like, haha, I don't watch them. <laughs> so, speaking of Amazon. I feel bad because I don't have the chat. Jeff Bezos made this movie. Uh, this, he did. Uh, what's One it called? Man team. Sound of Metal. Um, he played all the roles. He did play all the roles. Uh there's a lot of really, really spectacular mocap work in this movie <laughs> mm-hmm. to make Jeff Bezos look like all the actors whose likenesses he bought for the film. Even a human person who can like express emotions like that. Well, no, alone some, has a lot of <laughs> some of them he's also well, some of them he also like bought like their bodies and he's wearing them like a suit. Yeah. Did he really? I didn't read he, that. Like, yeah, he like unzipped the back of them and like climbed like inside them uh, and was like wearing them like mm-hmm. a meat puppet. Uh, R.I.P. Riz Ahmed. If you go to those actors' Twitter's account, all they have to say is great things about Amazon. So honestly, I don't yeah, think there's a problem. They all have a cardboard it. box next to their name. Yeah. Uh, um, but uh, so this movie, Sound of Metal, this is our final um, foray into Best Oscars. Picture territory. Um, because the ceremony is on the 25th, I believe. Are we going to do honorable mentions? If you want to, we could. I think it's on a Sunday. I'd have to double check out the schedule. I also am not 100% sure if I have a way to watch it. If it's like going to be streamed anywhere. That's Um, fair, yeah. That's the thing about award shows right now is that all of them are so hard to watch if you don't have cable. Um, Yeah. And and all of their ratings are going down. Get on Twitch. Like, seriously, like, stream it on YouTube, stream it on Twitch, do something like that. Like, what I might have mm-hmm. to do, I might have to fucking buy a, um, a, an antenna and just see if I can't pick it up on the air from ABC or wherever it is. Um, yeah. How many years do you think it'll be till the Oscars are hosted inside of Fortnite? <laughs> if the pandemic went on for, like, a couple more years, it would have <laughs> happened, I think. That would have been Imagine. <laughs> do you remember... <laughs> Before Tenet came out, and they did a bunch of screenings of Christopher Nolan movies in Fortnite. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> was I the only person? I was so close to like downloading Fortnite just to go watch the Prestige in Fortnite. In Fortnite. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. no. Did you did you guys hear about um? Did you guys hear about what fucking what happened to Tomato Town? <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, Anna! Don't <laughs> steal my joke from me like that. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. Don't oh, lie. Yeah, Fortnite. We about to get down. Yeah. See, but I, the problem with this film is that it's a very, very, very good film. It's not. I can't make any goofs. It's not a very goofy movie. It's not a very. Goofy it's not movie. a goofy. We're gonna movie have to be all. sincere it's not, it's and not talk about actual things. It's not a goofy movie. It's not. Uh, the Explorers Down Under. It's none of those movies. Right. It Wait, is, no, I've got some uh, jokes. Metal. I've I've got some Sound okay. of Metal jokes I could do right now if you guys are ready. <clears throat> yeah, okay, go. Yeah. Prepared. Wow, hear much? 
So that's one. Oh, that's really good. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty. So, that's one of them. Gotti. It's one of the ones I like to crack uh, on. You know what? I, I have a really good one that is stolen from the Amazon review that I'm going to read at the end. So I guess I'll just save that for later. <laughs> Someone's yeah, got a pretty good in. dunk on Riz Ahmed in this movie. So that's the teaser for later. <laughs> Great, perfect. Uh, but he does. But he does. Such, he does such a good job, though. He's such a good boy. Riz Ahmed rules in this movie. Um, yeah. And uh, let me tell you, uh, the main reason I had Anna on the show today, why I asked Anna to come on, is so I could tell this story, which is that when we started the movie, the first time we watched it together, uh, Anna wasn't sure where she recognized Riz Ahmed from. And I was like, mm-hmm. well, he's in Rogue One. And she was like, I don't really know. And I was like, um, okay, well, he is also the guy who says, don't silence her in Venom. And she was like, oh, don't <laughs> silence her guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's, true. That's true. I was there. <laughs> Venom is definitely his number one performance. Yeah, he should have gotten best supporting for Venom, yeah, I think. At least. Yeah. He gets swallowed by that guy. <laughs> Perfect movie. He turns into a gray symbiote to fight the yeah. black symbiote. Just really good the, production design. The the charcoal symbiote versus <laughs> the the onyx symbiote is very yeah, hard yeah, to yeah. yes. The, it's very easy to tell the difference. And it's nighttime There's when the they're pink fighting. Symbiote and the mauve symbiote. Yeah. We got a fuchsia bunny. Uh, in there. We got eggshell. We got cream. Which one you rooting for? Which I'm one? so. I'm so excited for Venom 2, and then we're gonna do it on the podcast, rest assured. Yeah. It's supposed to be coming out this summer, we'll see how it goes, but have you guys seen the pictures of Woody Harrelson in costume as as Carnage from that movie? Jack, I, no. Oh, God. It I'm is, saving it for myself. It is so great. Okay, yeah, if you wanna, if you wanna wait until marriage, that's yeah, fine. Do you want that moment? Yeah, just oh, God, please so don't good. try to pressure me. This is my own choice. He does, know? he does look kinda a lot like Tintin. Like Woody what? Harrelson dressed up as Tintin. Alright. Like he's wearing like okay. a little but, but he's wearing like a Hawaiian shirt. shirt. It's like if gotcha. Tintin lived in Miami is what it's Does like. And like did friendly... drugs for a long, long time. Yeah. He has like a little friendly dog and a big burly man who's his friend on a little boat. Yeah, Venom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Venom is all of It's the little dog. Remember when Venom ate a dog? Do we remember? Does remember he? Remember when Venom made out with himself? <laughs> Remember when? Yeah. Well, remember when the guy ran up to his girlfriend in the bimbo Venom symbiote, and then they made out, and through that made out make make out sesh, Venom went from her to him. Do we remember? Yeah, it's a good flick. Venom. Remember when Riz Ahmed is like, "Don't silence her." That's how I got here. Yeah. Uh, for those wondering, I mean, I don't know, this isn't as prevalent as a joke as it is in our friend circle, but there's this line reading that Academy Award-nominated Riz Ahmed has in Venom, where, like, right yeah. at the beginning, when his character's getting introduced, he's, like, the douchey Elon Musk tech billionaire type, and he's, like, talking to a group of students, and he's just like, the world can be anything you want it to be, and she's like... And this little girl raises her hand, and the teacher's like, no, no, now's not the time for question. And Riz Ahmed is like, no, don't silence her. <laughs> and it's tremendously funny. It's and very she's good. she's like, what's outer space? Or whatever. <laughs> I don't even remember. You know she's who like- rules in Venom is Tom Hardy. 
We don't talk enough yeah, about how much Tom Hardy kicks ass in that movie. Yeah, yeah he, he does really a good job. When he gets in the Tom lobster Hardy's tank. I think the- about that scene every day of my life. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> he eats all those tater tots and then barfs them all up. Nobody else is doing that right now. <laughs> it's all every- Yeah, nobody's brave enough. <laughs> yeah. God. Tom Hollywood tra- today. Trailblazer Tom Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> Where it counts. <laughs> Jackson, nobody's stopping you from throwing up tater tots at the local Red Robin. I just want to say <laughs> That's that. That's true. I can get some tater tots. I feel I like Red Lobster, it. but you can also do that at Red Robin. Um, so, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right, all right. Sound of Metal. This movie is uh, this movie's available on Amazon Prime right now for everybody who has Prime Video. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry that you have to give Jeff Bezos your money. And this is far and away my favorite movie of I mean not this year but 2020 uh mm-hmm. there is something about this movie that just like strikes me so deeply the, the the premise of it is if you don't know it's just about this guy who's a drummer in a metal band who just suddenly loses his hearing one day and just has to like make a heel turn like on that day be like mm-hmm. everything is different now. I cannot do any of the things that I thought I was going to do forever anymore. I got to figure out like a whole new thing to do with the rest of my life now, I guess. And like, it's just about him just having to make that transition. Like in that moment when, when he starts to lose his hearing, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. And there is something very uh, there's something very <clears throat> pandemic-y about it to me there's something about that experience that resonates within the context of the pandemic and like what's fascinating is that this movie came out in like November of 2019, originally, that was when it was at the Toronto Film Festival, um, mm-hmm. and I'm never quite sure what the awards qualifications are because I've always understood that it had to be from your first like major festival appearance was like the year that it qualifies in, but it had. I guess I'm not sure. I don't really know what the rules are fully. But it qualified for the Oscars this year, obviously, because we're talking about mm-hmm. it now. Um, mm-hmm. But the point remains, it was, like, made and completed and screened long before there was ever a pandemic. But, like, just sort of that that feeling of, like, okay, I guess I just can't, I guess I just yeah, gotta, yeah, I gotta yeah, figure yeah. out something else to do now. Like, it's not gonna work out. It's not gonna work out and there's nothing you can do about it and you gotta <laughs> figure out something else to do in the meantime, you know? Mm-hmm. There's lots of, also I, a lot of themes about, like, isolation and, like, mm-hmm. being completely separated from your community. Yeah. Which I feel like is also very, mm-hmm. like, applicable to how a lot of people feel right. during the pandemic if they got quarantined. Mm-hmm. And especially, like, while while we were, like, really in the thick of it, like, six months ago, there's a lot of that element of, like, we think there is a solution for this. We're, like, pretty sure there's a solution for this. But it's going to take a while and we're not 100% sure that it'll ever be back to normal, you know? Like, in the way mm-hmm. that, like, his first 
solution is like, well, I'm going to get the implants. And to us, it's like, okay, well, we're going to make a vaccine. And we're just like, mm-hmm. fingers crossed. <laughs> like, hope that works well, out. Yeah, like it. Like to him, he's like, okay. Because a lot of it, the movie takes place <clears throat> not just dealing with sudden hearing loss, but also with the fact that like he's an addict and mm-hmm. is has fundamentally lost everything that matters to him. He makes his money through drumming. He his relationship is with his bandmate. Like that's that's it's everything to him. So then he has to deal with all of that on top. But we I feel like I knew going into this movie like when you get hearing implants. Spoiler alert for hearing implants by the way. <laughs> But when you, <laughs> when you get hearing implants, it's not like, oh, my hearing's magically restored. Right. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's very much, people will describe it, like, it f- sounds like you're underwater, and I only use it in certain set- settings, and it's definitely not like, oh, I can just listen to my favorite song, and <laughs> right. uh, I'm 100% back to what I was before. It's, Ru- it's very, it's very, like, utilitarian, mm-hmm. and yeah. I, have, I have a lot of really strong feelings about this, just because of, like, what I learned in my... ASL classes with a born deaf teacher. Um, they're they're a better tool for people who lost their hearing later in life than they're not like a cure for deafness. Mm-hmm. Is like which is sort of like what he thinks it's going to be. Yeah, but then mm-hmm. it's like really very not. And watching him grapple with that is <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, absolutely. But like the. Uh, like, he is always constantly trying to go back, and everyone else in his life <laughs> is like, we gotta s- stop pretending like you just press pause and you can unpause because this is your life now. Right. Like, there isn't just a mm-hmm. magic pill. There isn't a solution. Like, you need to, like, move forward. Think about the future. Because he's living in the past, and that's what he's doing the whole movie. Even when it feels like, <laughs> oh, I'm moving forward. I, I think I'm going to be okay. Like, we see him doing great and succeeding but he's constantly like all right once i get out of here then i can go and get my surgery and then i can go back to being what i was before right and things have mm-hmm. moved on mama they've moved <coughs> it's great yeah it feels in a lot of way like a lot of ways like it's a movie about grief mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. like i was i was thinking a lot about that the second time around um and like i don't have what the what the five stages of grief are like super memorized in order anger like, you bargaining can, you can see depression <laughs> anger bargaining the second one's bad. bargaining <laughs> i know bargaining's in there i think there's de- there's denial in there somewhere for sure yeah and i know that the last one is acceptance, acceptance. obviously yeah. Yeah. but i can't remember the, the way that the other acceptance. ones go in and then bargaining and then bargaining <laughs> But so it's, I yeah, it's kind of like he's like grieving like the life that he knew right. as he like has to be mm-hmm. has to adjust to a new one. Yeah, I think this movie is amazing representation f- for what the deaf community looks like, especially like joining the deaf community. I love we have so many scenes where he's like interacting with people and they're just like, oh, it's sign language, and he's like, I don't no sign language like you know like he's deaf and he has to like learn it and go through all those steps the one thing that i i don't think i have like any right to basically have an opinion about this but like one thing that did strike and kind of make me uncomfortable is that i didn't like 
weirdly, like, and of course it makes sense within the context of the movie, but I didn't like the idea of, like, people who get surgery to, for their deafness are, like, betrayers to the deaf community, you know? Because, like, <clears throat> obviously, like, the, the message of, like, this isn't something that needs to be cured is very true and very much a statement I agree with. But at the same time, people who choose to get that surgery, I don't like that, like, you're you're a betrayer, how dare you right. kind of thing, you know? It's, well, a, it's I, a really, like, hot and complicated um, mm -hmm. issue. It is. Like, I, I read <clears throat> at least, like, three books about, like, you know, systemic oppression of deaf people, um, just because, mm -hmm. like, what my, what my professors experienced growing up, and, like, it's, like, I, I get it, like, where they're coming from, um, mm -hmm. because, oh, I'm gonna have a hard time articulating this, but, like, it does kind of send a signal to, like, other people in his community that, like, I don't want to say that he's not committed, but that he still, like, thinks that the hearing world is, like, still superior to, like, the deaf world. Right. Um, mm -hmm. So, like, I, with the background knowledge I have, I'm not articulating this very well, but, like, I get it. And when I went into this movie and I, like, immediately, like, sat down and started watching it. When Jackson, like, gave me, like, this one-sentence rundown of what it was, I was really worried about how they were going to handle cochlear implants because of, <laughs> like, all of the stuff about, like, oh, watch this baby here for the first time. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. it's not, like, it's, it's, it's not video hearing. game static nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, and it's, mm -hmm. like, it's, you know, arguably yeah. better to learn both because if you're if you're deaf and you're relying on just a cochlear implant, you're you're still like not hearing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you should like probably learn a signed <laughs> language because they're not lesser. They're not like Mhm. Mm right. They're not and like I... a they're not not a language. Yeah. Is what I'm trying well, to say. Here's my take in the context of of the movie of like what this movie is trying to get at is that like I think that there is... I don't think it is the stance of the movie that cochlear implants are bad, per se. Um, no, it's just that they're, they're complicated. Well, yeah, and because I think that Paul Racy's character is in a really particular position, not only in whatever his own personal opinions might be about cochlear implants, but when you're in a rehab center for deaf people, having somebody go and get cochlear implants is a super bad look. <laughs> for for the rest of them in that particular situation. Mm -hmm. But also, one of the things I love the most about this movie is how they portray sort of the, the, the pros and cons of cochlear implants so profoundly. Because yeah. one of the things that I think is so smart is right after he gets those implants, you know, he is in a lot of hot water with a lot of the deaf people he knows. Because it's a hot, complicated issue that people feel really strongly about, which is absolutely true. Um, mm -hmm. and so that's one thing. Second thing, he has partial hearing still, uh, originally, and he, he is able to do a decent amount with that. He can like, you know, hear the sounds of, of like low noises and like percussion and him being a drummer. That's really valuable still that little amount of hearing. Right. So when he gets cochlear implants, they cut off the, the, the actual like literal pathway to your ear and you have nothing, um, besides just feeling like physical nerve 
feeling mm-hmm. in other places. Um, and but the thing is, is that as soon as he gets those cochlear implants, those he immediately realizes that those things are horrible, and he's like. Maybe I messed up, but then he has that conversation with with uh, Olivia Cook's dad, where he has this like really really profound and really important conversation with this person that he's had a tense relationship with his whole life. You know, he has a, a conversation with words back and forth with this person uh, in a way that would be absolutely and completely impossible without those implants. You know. And it's like an important moment in his life that suddenly becomes possible again. And, you know, and obviously, like, the thing at the end where he's listening to Olivia Cook sing is is bittersweet, but it's, you know, it's, it's that thing. It's like you can hear her. You can hear her voice. It's weird. It's not pleasant. It's not exactly what you want it to be, but it's something, you know, which is like a really profound mm-hmm. and really important thing. If you're a person who lost your your hearing later in life, um, and it's so like musical at the core of your yeah like being, mm-hmm. I do love that they didn't kill her. <laughs> I was really really worried. <laughs> okay. No, because she's absolutely. Oh my god, that never even occurred to me. <laughs> no, because she is absolutely like the quirky girlfriend who supports you and then dies at the end of the movie. Like that was if this was any other movie, she would be dead. We talked about her having depression. We've shown you that she's had troubles, troubles, trouble slash problems. With, like, I'm having real troubles over here. I'm having troubles over here. <laughs> like obviously, that's something she struggled with, and they've been helping each other. And that end, really have the moment where it's like we, they saved each other's lives, is absolutely true. But yeah, if this was any other movie, she he, she would solely be his motivation to basically get the surgery, and then she would die. Like that would be the movie. So I'm so glad they didn't do that. Yeah, I I think that the scene where he can almost hear her singing, like, is the perfect punctuation mark for this movie where he knows that she's singing but he can't really hear the the true way that she sounds and he's never heard her that way before so like he understands that there is like there are sounds that he's never gonna hear again even though he does he's regained this tool Mm -hmm. Um, and it's a really good tool to have is being able to still communicate with the hearing world because unfortunately not everyone does know sign language and it it is just true that if you like if this was a movie about someone who loses the ability to walk like it's constantly gonna be like oh aren't you sad that you can't go for a stroll on the beach anymore aren't you sad that you can't go (laughs) Mm -hmm. for a run anymore and that's just like that's just what it's like when you lose an experience or like access to experiences like that so we see that he gains back these tools but it's still not 100% what he wanted it to be Mm -hmm. and he just fundamentally misunderstood how how much he'd have to change all of his life to the point where he had a whole new life lined up that was really good and really enriched and had so many options for himself and he was like but I still could do the thing and then I can go and do do my old life like I was doing before which was super unstable but I liked it. <laughs> right. I think I think that is like um that is like the best tragic aspect of this movie is him like having to leave the deaf community. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's like it's like so it's so clear that it's like 
this could be like the perfect option for you. And like people here love you and you've like found a niche that you fit into really well, but he can't like quite accept it. Like that, mm-hmm. that things have to change. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's so sad in just like the best kind of way. Mm-hmm. I just want to pull up right here uh, as we have been doing. Uh, what specifically what awards this was nominated for at the at the Oscars? Um, uh, so this movie got best picture, uh, got best actor, it got uh, best actor for Riz Ahmed, best supporting actor for Paul Racy, which I am over the yeah. moon about. That's the kind of thing yeah. that hardly mm-hmm. ever happens, and he's so good in this movie. Uh, uh, best original screenplay, best film editing, and best sound, obviously. Um. Because Obviously. the sound editing is so wild in this movie. Yeah, it's no, so it's good. amazing. If they don't win, it's, it's so gonna good. be an atrocity. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start a riot if they don't win for sound editing. You know what though? I'm pretty torn it's between cool. this movie and Soul. Yeah, exactly. Keisha knows That's what's up. That's fair. Yeah. Like because the sound editing, it's like the sound design in Soul is so beautiful. And you know that's yeah that's a good point. And. You know, I I think either would be a fully Fuck, acceptable. Those movies both came out this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what happened this year? And those movies are kind <laughs> of both about the same kinds of things in a weird really kind of totally way. Totally similar. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't know. It's just there are a lot of really good movies this year. It's it's so frustrating mm-hmm. to me when I see so many people be like, oh, I don't know, I haven't seen any movies this year. What even came out? Why even do the Oscars this year? You know, like. Because like we've been we've been covering a lot of movies as they've come out. I've been watching a lot of movies, you know, through my different projects, and like, you know, there's just so much great stuff. And like this this movie in particular, I think is kind of heartbreaking because it's not only is it like so accessible, but in a way that most of the good movies from this year are. That's the weird thing about it mm-hmm. is that like. All the movies that came out this year are pretty much more or less way more accessible than movies during regular times. So yeah, than going to a theater, <laughs> right? Yeah. So that's frustrating. I don't know what's up with that. Um, <laughs> but like, this movie is—I don't know what it is about this movie in particular. It just—it—it it strikes me so deeply, and I think I think a lot of it is probably just because I love movies that are about couples that aren't like romances per se or aren't like about their relationship you know mm-hmm. um and you know i don't know i, I don't want to get sappy on a on a on a podcast that my girlfriend's on right now because i don't i don't want <laughs> no, her, jackson go on no shush go on. i don't want it's you okay. to know that i like you but like yeah this is why anna doesn't you have a like me actually. <laughs> fucking you but like yeah no i don't have face cam because jackson told me i can't because he thinks i'm ugly <laughs> Yeah, true. You guys missed that, but it happened. But, like, you know, uh, Anna and I have been together since we were in high school. Like, our lives are are completely, you know, intertangled with each other. And, like, just movies like this where a relationship just exists as 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 a positive force that helps you through tremendous hardship, that, like, resonates so strongly with me just on my own the personal experiences, you know, I think, I think that's most of what really, really hits me about this movie. The scene mm-hmm. where uh, Olivia Cook is like trying to drive away and Riz Ahmed just keeps like stopping her and trying to like convince her not to and saying like, 
you know, everything that we've seen of the movie, like nothing leads you to believe that she would ever be unfaithful or that anything would ever happen. But like, he just keeps saying, like, for some reason he's got it in his head. He just keeps saying, like, wait for me. Don't leave me. Like, don't like, he's just like so afraid that she's just going to go away forever. And like, that is like so profoundly affecting to me. That scene absolutely destroys me. Mm-hmm. And, and like it's punctuated by the fact that like he's so desperate to go back to this their old life and then when he meets back up with her she he sees how bad it was for her right like, it was just so fundamentally toxic for her and she's excelling now she's has a better relationship in with Paris. her dad in, in Belgium and <laughs> and she's she has eyebrows again. <laughs> she <laughs> like, does. Not that that's always bad. Like that's, just, that's a physical change that I noticed. <laughs> so, you know, some people get cochlear implants. Some people dye their eyebrows back to their original color. <laughs> <laughs> it's to show the passage of time. Right, yes. Yeah, she's some got her reading glasses. glasses on. We're good to go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she yep. didn't need reading glasses. They're like, what can we do? What a no more scars. B eyebrows. You lose <laughs> eyebrows. one you gain the other. But yeah, it's just it's it's that's another catalyst for him to be like, oh, maybe I need to stop trying to go backwards in time and think about the future. Right. I learned some sign language. I learned some sign. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. That's it sucks. That sucks. Mm-hmm. Like, what if hey, hey. I never, I never got a name sign when I was in ASL. Or if I did, I don't remember it. So maybe now is a good opportunity to create a new name sign for myself. Here's what I'm thinking. You can't do a name sign for yourself. Yeah. Well, yeah. but let me just make Love a pitch, thing. just for your consideration. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? You know what? How about that? I haven't seen that before. That's a really that's a good idea. <laughs> Has anybody done that? <laughs> I just think what I, about, what, I, what about I think this? just for that <laughs> yeah. like the gl- the, every yeah, deaf like, community in the entire world is just you're just banned from all of yeah, them yeah probably yeah uh, see earlier that's gonna, was gonna send make... you a cease and desist <laughs> <laughs> see earlier I was gonna make a joke that her dyeing her eyebrows back to their original color was betraying the eyebrow community but I felt like maybe there was a little bit <laughs> a little bit yeah, sensitive yeah, but probably. I thought it was funny <laughs> 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 it really does I I voice it just with that caution sign above it of like, maybe not okay but still maybe funny <laughs> probably shouldn't have said that but was funny regardless yeah but was funny <laughs> yeah, we were all thinking it so <laughs> yeah just saying that we're all thinking <laughs> I like the dab I think that's a good yeah we were I all mean, thinking about the eyebrow one. community <laughs> <laughs> we're all yeah. part of the eyebrow community we can't see I'm Anna. Blonde. She might not be. <laughs> I'm blonde. I don't have any fucking eyebrows. <laughs> you also didn't draw any eyebrows on the. I yeah, know, right. I didn't. Okay, let me revise this picture. Would it, would it break the stream if you had to give me a new picture? Uh, we'll see. Only one way to find out. Okay, I'm gonna give yeah. myself some eyebrows. Here we go. <laughs> or we'll just email us if you're listening to the podcast or you're watching it on YouTube. And then we'll mail you, paper mail, two little eyebrows that you can tape to your screen and mm. just put them on Anna. <laughs> mm-hmm. Solution. 
There we go. Engagement. See, inclusive. For the people on the stream and for the people later. We're all one community. Yeah. I'm going to stop. The people who are listening <laughs> in, on other forms, they can't even see anyone's eyebrows. So. True. Yeah. Uh, so this, the guy who directed this movie, his name's Darius mm-hmm. Martyr. Um, and looking at his like Wikipedia page is kind of a trip because he is not necessarily like a film director by trade. Uh, he's sort of just has done a bunch of stuff in his life and just sort of got around to writing and a directing a movie because he wanted to, you know? <laughs> Yeah, uh, you know. Because this is his first ever movie. It's the first movie he's ever directed, besides a documentary he made about uh, an amateur treasure hunters <laughs> called Loot. Um, <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Title of the year. Uh, and according to Wikipedia, he also was on Impractical Jokers as an unwitting passerby. So, that's hilarious. That's, 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 good that's, that's such a good IMDb to have. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, but like looking at his his career, it's just like he was an adult. He had a family. He lived in New York, and he had then, a family. Then he was a chef and food stylist while also writing films, and uh, he so he made that documentary about amateur treasure hunters. And then, oh, what was it? There was one other weird thing. Uh, uh, now I'm not going to be able to find it. But <laughs> I'm trying to act like I'm taking your drink from you, Keisha, but I don't actually know what side of it you're on. <laughs> okay, okay. Adeline's on the bottom left. Keisha's on the bottom right. I'm on top left. Anna's on top right. So like this? Yeah, like that. Boom, there you go. Like, oh, <laughs> my drink's gone. Dang it. <laughs> so thirsty. Adeline, wait, Adeline. So just, uh, give me a drink. Give me a yeah. drink. <laughs> oh, I missed. Uh, there we go. Uh, <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> that didn't work Thank God. Thank I God you turned. I you went up. Here it is. <laughs> I Thank God you turned over. the can around. Okay. We needed to see the brand. It's Diet Dr. Pepper, everyone. <laughs> Sponsor. It's diet for men. Um, they can have it too. But yeah, I, I just, I think it's fascinating. <laughs> I think it's fascinating how, like, just not only how great this movie is, considering this guy's never directed a narrative movie before, but, like, mm-hmm. how well directed it is. Like, genuinely. There are so many moments. I've read before about issues with language in film and about how filmmakers tend to just take it for granted that viewers don't speak a language or are not privy to a culture for whatever reason. Like mm-hmm. if someone is just like speaking a language and there's, and it's not subtitle and it's meant to be a mystery to the viewer. But if you do speak that language, like then you're just SOL, like, you know, the secret or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Or like the ways characters are named is also an issue. Something like that. If it's like a word and people are like, Hey, what is up with that? Anyway, um, yeah. But this movie has a, a really great way of navigating that, which is that, like, it puts you in the position of Ruben, who doesn't know sign language at the beginning of the movie. And, like, for a while, you see people signing. 
And, you know, for, for Anna and I, who've taken sign language classes, Anna probably remembers more sign language than I do at this point in my life, but, like, you can kind of piece together what you're saying, and for us, we're like, oh, we know what's up. But then, like, at a certain point, it the directorial choice they make is that while people are speaking sign language to him and around him, the camera just focuses on Ruben, on his face, just him, like, watching. Mm-hmm. Because it like and it really explicitly like puts you in his shoes because like he doesn't know what they're saying and as a result you don't know what they're saying <laughs> like even if it you did also, know sign language you know it also does the same thing when like early in the movie when he immediately loses his hearing when like hearing people are talking to him mm-hmm. it like it like zooms like closes in on his face right you can so, only like, hear the muffled sounds yeah yeah. Yeah, and like the way that the sound editing and the design and the shots of this movie are all so in sync and tell a greater story of what they are is just so good. It's like the best yeah. of the year for sure. Like when he's in the pharmacy and he, you when we're in Ruben's point of view and we can't hear what he's saying, it's all muffled mm-hmm. and it's it feels so claustrophobic and then they pull back to this really mundane shot in a pharmacy and you just hear <laughs> this pharmacist being like, yeah, he, he needs to go see a doctor right now. Like it's very <laughs> right. plain. And, mm-hmm. and, and so to us, we're like, Oh yeah, that that's terrible. Like you feel <laughs> right. how pressing that is. And then you zoom back and you're like, Oh yeah, this is, he's just existing he's just in the world. In a pharmacy, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And another one of the things I think that I resonate really strongly with in this movie is like the way that Ruben handles all problems, <laughs> which is to just like <laughs> keep your head down and really, really hope it fixes itself soon. <laughs> you know, like there are so many times in this movie where he like just chooses to not engage with whatever's happening and just hope it goes away rather than, you know, dealing with it immediately. Um, mm-hmm. Which is something I'm horrible at. I do that all the time. <laughs> Um, I have fewer opportunities to do that now that I'm not in school anymore, but, like... <laughs> yeah, now there's not as many pressing deadlines for stuff. Um, but it's just one of those things that's, like, if that happened to me, this would probably be pretty similar to how I handle it. Like, if I had, like, sudden and catastrophic hearing loss, I'd probably just try to play it off for as long as I possibly could before I, yeah. like, would sort of come to terms with the fact that it's not just going to fix itself on its own, you know? Hey, Jackson, don't what? do that. <laughs> Learn from his mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> now you're stressing me out. <laughs> oh, it's like I say. Oh, my two, like, my two big takes that I have for it that I've had trouble segueing into, so I'm just gonna shoot, put them in a t-shirt cannon and just shoot them out point blank as hot takes. Yeah, go for it. Kill uh, but, Maude Flanders. Yep, uh-huh. <laughs> How she dies. Via t-shirt cannon. Is that true? I'm sorry, I'm not up to date on this. Yes, I don't remember what? that. That's late Simpsons. I don't know. I don't no, know. No, it's not. It's not. It's it's in the first six seasons for sure. Are you sure? I thought Maggie killed her. No, it's Homer Simpson. They're at like a sporting event, and the Flanders are sitting above, and Homer's sitting below, and he's like, they're like, all right, bring out the t-shirt cannons, and he's like, me, 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 and then he like leans down to pick up a coin and they all shoot the t-shirts at <laughs> Homer at the same time. So he but he bends down and she gets shot off the the stadium and lands and dies. Okay. That's how she dies. Let's be clear, that is very funny. 
Yeah, but, <laughs> but not really. But like, <laughs> is that really how they do that? And that that's becomes a she, plot point for the next 30 years of the show that Ned Flanders yes, on his dead yeah. wife? Are yes. you sure? I'm 100%. Are you sure that think, she dies in that episode? I, I thought that happened you, much later. I'll Venmo you $100 if I'm wrong about <laughs> I'm not taking a bet for $100, but... I'm, you but don't even have to. More. I know sure? 100% that that is exactly how she dies. <laughs> okay. Because then Dr. Hibbert's at the bottom. She's like, this woman's dead. And Homer's like... Because <laughs> then he later on dull. in seasons, Homer gets in a fight with... Flanders and Flanders like I've only ever been good to you and he's like name an example and he was like well you accidentally killed my wife and I forgave you <laughs> anyway I just <laughs> if I I'm just saying you think about it the Simpsons is kind of fucked up <laughs> did you know that Homer Simpson is actually in a coma and he's just dreaming okay okay when does uh What's her My name? My hot takes can wait. What, no, yeah, just a second, just a second. Hold on. Madge? The thing I'm most name? skeptical of is that it is for six seasons because I feel like I okay. know those episodes pretty well. It's early uh, on in the show. Maud Flanders. What the fuck is her name? Maud. 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 Yeah. Maud Pizza. Is she supposed <laughs> to be a parallel to Marge? Maud, Rod, Todd. Uh, Maud, Rod, Ned. Todd, and Ned. <laughs> Benny. Okay. What? Um, okay. It's Krusty. She dies Mo? in episode in two thousand. So like the first ten seasons. Hey. Uh, hold on. Killed in season eleven. Okay, so I was right. Season eleven. Okay. That's why I don't remember. I probably haven't seen that one. <clears throat> How many right, seasons of The Simpsons are there? I feel 32. like we're in the 90s. 31. 32? 32? Yeah. Because okay. I think oh. the 32nd season just got put on Disney+. Plus. Nice. Thank God. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I gotta well, go, actually. She's been, she's been dead for, for 21 years. For 20 years, Her death yeah. Could, could drink yeah. alcohol. So. <laughs> that was a great been a while. Isn't that so wild that... <laughs> that like killing Maud Flanders is like a classic like weird jump the shark TV piece of history where people were like yee season 11 killing off a major character in a family sitcom that's pretty wild I don't know about this whole Simpsons thing going forward and that happened while I was three years old and the show's still on the air like what the fuck <laughs> yeah, The Simpsons. How many times has The Simpsons jumped the shark and just like kept going? Just kept going. Yeah. It's, One of the funniest things I was reading something from somebody who like continues to watch The Simpsons, like has been watching The Simpsons this whole time, and like yeah, apparently, God bless them. Apparently, it gets good. Like every few oh, yeah. years, like as the writers rotate out, there will be like mm-hmm. a season or two where they've got some fresh people, and people will be like. Oh yo, season twenty six of The Simpsons kind of is good, but nobody yeah. <laughs> watches it. But, Nobody's but gonna get back invested in it. But they have to be watching it because it's still on TV. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know who's yeah, watching they... it. <laughs> who's watching The Simpsons? <laughs> it's like cats and grandmas who don't know how to turn off the TV. Yeah, they're like. I've been doing it for the past 30 years. Might as well keep going. Right. <laughs> why not change it? That's the same reason why my parents are still watching The Big Bang Theory. It's just on. Like, <laughs> right, that's yeah. it. I feel like I read something about, like, that there was some, like, weird explanation for why it's still on the air, like, 
that for some reason it would be more expensive for them to cancel it than for them to keep making it. But I can't remember what it was now. Maybe I'll find That's it again is. some other anyway. time. Okay, Adeline, you had something to say. I got two things to say. Maybe just one. But, like, the way that the dialogue is written in this movie, especially at the very beginning, when they're just, like, doing that road trip and then just, like, talking to yeah. their metal buddies. Oh, it's so good. It's so freaking good. It's, like, the only, like, naturalistic young adult, like, dialogue that I've ever heard that, like, oh, yeah, that actually sounds like a human young person having a conversation, you know? Like, when they're joking around and she's like, this is $50, uh, because I'm gonna spit on it, and she spits on it, and they're like, haha, yeah, $1,000. I'm like, oh, that's a human conversation! Look at them go! You know? And then, especially when that's taken away from you, and there's no more dialogue like that, basically for the rest of the film, Mm -hmm. is very effective, especially to Mm -hmm. me, because I talk like an idiot with my friends all the time. And like, oh, I would miss not being able to do that anymore. Right. So it's very effective to me. Yeah, our good old the second bits thing, that I just, go on forever. You'd miss good this. Good bits. <laughs> what the like second that? thing, yeah, just that one right there. The Marge t-shirt gun, lost to the ages. Anyway. <laughs> and then the next thing is just talking about like kind of the tragedy of like, this movie is weirdly about him being an addict and the addiction, but the addiction isn't to the drug. It's like just like getting back to his old way of life mm. and the way that he handles and the way that he like handles it and the way that like the people around him and the people who are trying to help him. I don't know. I think this just comes from being a pastor's kid. It's like dad has so many stories that like aren't exactly like this, of course, but just the people who come in and need help, and you give them the tools to succeed, you give them the help they need, and then something happens and they don't take it, or life gets in the way. Like, just, I've heard just those stories over and over and yeah. again. So just that scene when he's talking to the guy who, like, runs the rehab house, and he's like, I just need $1,000 for this van, and then everything's gonna be perfect, and he's like, I can't give that to you. It's just like, oh, yeah, I've heard this story a million times, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just heartbreaking. The um, when I was looking through uh, the one star reviews for this movie, it was actually really fascinating because there are there are like a few different criticisms. Chief among them, this movie is so boring. What the fuck? <laughs> to which I say, hey, go fuck yourself. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. but um, secondary to that is like people who think that it's like who are upset about the fact that they're portraying, like, a Christian program as, like, good and helpful, um, which I just think is odd, um, because this Mm -hmm. movie, this movie has very little actual Christian elements in it, besides just that- No, they, like, talk about it the one time. (laughs) Yeah, um, Mm -hmm. and, like, and I think it's just a facet of, like, places that exist like that are usually run through a church of some kind. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just sort of the way these things shake out. And mm-hmm. I... For better or for worse. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, and be, it's just a lot of people who were, like, really disturbed by the, like, give me your car keys, give me your phone scene. A lot of people mm-hmm. were like, that's that's a, that's a cult, they're gonna kidnap you. <laughs> like, or not even that, mm-hmm. it's like, this is, like, abusive behavior, this is not appropriate, you're taking mm-hmm. away a person's agency. 
such and such that's and such. How, but he's like, I, I don't think there's rehabilitation rehab. Center. That's a, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what they do is at rehab. Yeah, he's um, checking himself into rehab, but he's deaf, so it's deaf rehab. Right. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, and then the <laughs> well, okay, I guess there is a fourth one, but the third one is people who just really fucking hate the music they play at the beginning for some reason. <laughs> Who are like so angry about how much they don't like that song they play at the beginning that they hate the whole well, movie good news, because of you it. You won't have to listen to it for very <laughs> yeah, long. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's so many people being like, "This is not metal. These filmmakers don't have any idea what real metal is," and like, "This is a horrible Shut representation up. of metal drumming and the whole metal community." And I was like, "What's wrong with you? Why is that? They're like, why is those that your own takeaway?" People are not a part of the metal community. I, I guarantee you a million dollars. These are people who think they know what metal is, but don't actually like right. explore the genre any more than the music that right. they like. They so like, like listen to corn so and they can go fuck like themselves. Yeah, <laughs> right. This is like the I, people who say that they like ska and only listen from stuff like I, ten years ago and say that new bands in the ska scene are not a part of ska. It's like that, but with metal. Right. Or like I've been I've been watching a lot of ska two networks TikToks, and they have a lot to say about that so i'm feeling very informed about the ska scene right now so if there was a movie called the sound of ska and it was like that's what i was gonna say maybe the sound of ska and there's like Like, really sadly two-stepping in his van yeah (laughs) so good chuck of the china the chinese chicken and there's just silence. You're like, no. <laughs> no. But that would be a good. To sadly, sell his checkered shoes, and you're like, no. That would be a good his representation of why these people are upset because that's not a ska song. And if there was no. like the sound of ska, and it was like a bare naked ladies like acoustic rock band, you'd be like, hey, fuck you. And but then the yeah. movie's not about that, so who cares? You're like, yes, who cares? Yeah. Oh, that's why he loses his hearing because it's the wrong kind of metal. Because <laughs> he wasn't. He can only he hear ska. Anytime that ska is not playing, he loses the ability to hear. Right. Yeah. Um, this is our pitch. Maybe they were actually saying they didn't like the song he picked on the radio. Oh, maybe. He likes more than one type of music. He just plays in a metal he band. Like a thrash. Like classics. Too. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, what they're upset is about it being labeled metal, right? Which it isn't in the film. It's just in the title of the movie, which is like, I guess that's a criticism you could lob at it, sure. But like, that kind of music exists. It's not like they were just like, oh, what if we made them play shitty music? (laughs) You know? It's just yeah. like, I don't know what the criticism is. Like, sorry, okay, the, maybe the movie should have been called something different. Our bad, I guess. Like, I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. Do, do they, those are the same type of people that say that baby metal isn't metal. Just saying. Just <laughs> okay. <out there. laughs> the sound of R&B. <laughs> sound of R&B. <laughs> uh, what a sad, what a sad life. Mm. That's, uh, What? How are we feeling? Do you not like R and B? Or oh, losing the ability sad. to hear R and B? See, I like what I like about this movie is that these kind of movies where it's like this sad like story, especially about like a person in like poverty. I feel like they're always they always got to crank the drama up to eleven, and I think mm-hmm. it's because they're worried we won't. We're, like relate to them or we won't care unless we kick the drama up to 11 you right. know 
and so I like that that never happened. Like this gen, like this movie felt so down to earth, and like I, as a hearing person, I was able to like fully relate to what he's going to on through the lens of the pandemic. But just even without that, just mm-hmm. like on a human level, how I like would just because it's so as a hearing person losing my hearing. Yeah, yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah, it's just it was just down to earth like they like every emotion like he has that scene where he's like freaking out and he's talking to his girlfriend and he's like begging her to stay but he's not and he has breakdowns i don't know i think it's just in the way that they shoot it it doesn't feel like like they don't make it huge you know i don't know i mean the events like, themselves never, are like, pretty pretty gentle for the most part like yeah the, exactly the the conceits of the whole idea of like a person losing their hearing really suddenly is so spectacularly heightened and dramatic for a person that, like, that is sort of the the level of drama that propels the movie. And mm-hmm. all the events in it are, of course, you know, tragic and happy and interesting and all these things in their own ways, but there's not a lot of, like, big dramatic events. It's never like, and then, yeah. and then this person kills themselves, and there's a car yeah, accident, exactly. and... There's and this then movie. he gets shot because he needs money. Right. And then the villain guy who runs the rehab throws all his shit in the street. Right. Like, there's nothing of and that. And surprise, you know? he was the Joker the whole time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's a movie. It's like, oh, the people in the rehab are actually evil. Like, I was right. waiting for that take, and I was going to be like, oh, wow, what a hot take. But then right. they didn't do that because, surprise, in real life, life is complicated. Right. And he kicked him out, but he was also very sad about it. Yeah. And we saw every decision that led to that point. Yeah. Um, There's a movie called Once Were Warriors that I watched when I took a New Zealand film class in uh, in Mm -hmm. college that I think is just the perfect example of that, uh, of like the opposite of this, where it's like a a Mm -hmm. really like tragic drama that feels the need to just like have like huge, insanely tragic, dramatic things happen all the time where it's just like. It's a, it's not a movie I hate. I think the movie like works out pretty well in the end, but it's just about this like impoverished like Maori New Zealand family, and it's like, and then there and the husband beats the wife, and then they all have a party, and they have to act like everything's fine, but then the husband starts beating the kids at the party, and then the teenage daughter kills herself, and like all these like big huge like scenarios that they conjure up for like maximum impact, you know. And, Next one, gotcha. and it's like, in, yeah, and like this movie life, doesn't like that. feel like it needs to do that, you know? What's up, Anna? Were you saying something? <laughs> no, I was just saying, like, you don't, like, I mean, comparatively few people live in scenarios where it's just like one catastrophically <laughs> bad thing after another. Right, yeah. But life can mm-hmm. still be, like, immeasurably tragic right. without that. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, if your if your community is like a music scene, and that's how you connect with people, and then you lose that connection, like that's like completely life altering. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know, and it, it's your community, sad. it's your passion, it's your life, it's your career, livelihood, like, your career. Right. Like that is a loss that is interesting to look at. Right. And but I, at the I same like time. At the same time, I I was really happy that they didn't portray being deaf as, like, a death sentence. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. they made it really clear that, like, no, you can just, like, this is just a way that people live. Right. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. 
Like they have, mm-hmm. there's like this community and like there are job opportunities that he likes to do and like people just like live really normally. It's not like, oh no, you're deaf now and your life is over right. because mm-hmm. you're deaf. It's like clearly there are things that he can do to be happy in that situation. Right. It's just like he can't, mm-hmm. he can't yet bring himself to choose that route. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of cognitive dissonance. Like I, I can't be anything else. This is who I am. Right, and the other but thing it's not about a death sentence. The other thing about this movie that I think is really interesting. I was listening to the Pop Culture Happy Hour episode about this, the NPR podcast, um, and I don't remember who it was on the show, but somebody made a point that was like, "This is not the kind of movie that usually gets nominated." for Best Picture. Like, it is generally the kind of movie. It's, like, a drama, and it's, like, an indie darling, but, like... Drama, yeah. It's not... It's the kind of movie that only gets nominated for Best Picture if it's really, really good. (laughs) You know? Mm -hmm. It, like, feels like it, like, really earns the nomination this year just by virtue of the fact that it never necessarily seems like it had aspirations to be, like, an Oscar frontrunner, you know? There's not, like big blow up Oscar scenes where people yell at each other that you can play for for your little hot clip during yeah. the ceremony, you know? Oh, you know they're gonna play that clip <clears throat> for the hot clip where they're yelling at each other and she tries to drive away. You know that's the one. You, well, playing. yeah. Maybe him banging on the drums in that scene. That's right. My, that's what I bet. But it's not, it's not I like, like the an... slide scene. It's not like an Oscar mm-hmm. movie, though, you know? And it's just, yeah. it's great yeah, yeah. that it's getting this kind of awards attention because it just the rules. Because it's just really good and, like, you know, because there are movies like this year, like Trial of Chicago 7, obviously big Oscar movie, like made with Oscars mm-hmm. in mind, lots of money behind its campaign. Mank, probably a little bit less so, but like, you know, there are movies like that where it's just like, yeah, obviously, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this year, in particular because of the pandemic and like the way that like the library of movies is different, I think like this movie and Promising Young Woman and Minari are like I'm trying to think what else but they're they're all movies like that they're like movies that wouldn't be getting these awards if they weren't just really fucking good <laughs> you know mm-hmm. um which is kind of encouraging and interesting and depressing just because of the circumstances you know it's just it's mm-hmm. it's fun yeah I like it <laughs> I really love Promising Young Woman. That's my favorite movie of this Oscars Best Picture run, but this movie is really close. Okay, okay. It's like one percent lower. I just really like I Promising need to, Young Woman. I need to watch Promising Young Woman. I haven't seen it yet. I do I do like Mank. I understand that Mank is not the best movie here though. I just really like <laughs> Mank. <laughs> I I don't know. I have some takes about Promising Young Woman, but I don't know whether I just even want to get into it in a public place. I don't know. That's I kinda, like, it's like when you have an opinion about Brie Larson and you're like, I don't really like her. It's like, yeah, but I'm not going to say that. Cause, <laughs> right. Yeah. Cause I don't want to be the person who doesn't like Brie Larson. <laughs> right. Uh, hold on. I didn't second. like the father. The father yeah. is my least favorite movie out of all of these. <laughs> it was the, ha, cause here's the thing about this movie is that it, it depicts someone with a disability and it's very obvious that having a disability is not the end of your life and you can have a very fruitful life and obviously Ruben is in the wrong when he keeps trying to turn back the the clock because he has all of these options like that's uh, so great to have right 
the father is, they said, here's a premise. What if um, Alzheimer's was sad? <laughs> right. Is it mean, so? And then we all went, wow. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of wow. how I feel about. And it was. I'm a genius. And then it was. I'm choosing my words very carefully right now. But that's kind of how I feel about Promising Young Woman, though. Because it's sort of like, it's a movie that's like very much marketed as like a revenge movie. But it isn't <laughs> because, and you know that's sort of that's sort of the pre- that's sort of like the mm-hmm. the give and take of it is like you want her to, but it's kind of frustrating that she doesn't really. But like, I I my biggest problem is, I guess this is spoilers for the movie. Maybe I shouldn't talk about <laughs> it right here. But in general, I think the thesis of the movie is like, isn't it so fucked up that like rape culture is such a profoundly saturated element of our culture and that it's almost impossible to escape it and how if you're a victim of this sort of trauma how do you like it's absolutely inescapable and you it's like almost nigh impossible to like move on from it and i'm like yeah Mm -hmm. and i keep waiting for like a but or like an and or like some other element Mm -hmm. of this story some other like some sort of like tension in the in the theming of the movie and the whole time the movie's just like yeah that's bad <laughs> and i'm like mm-hmm. well i think I guess I mean, like i don't tale, know if that's like a take though but like the take well, is but, that a lot of people will be like oh these are nice young boys like i'm right. a nice guy like that's the whole point of the movie is that you see over and over again like there are all these nice guys but because i know them right. then they're fine which is, mm-hmm. like, it's interesting to see. Like, maybe there isn't a huge twist within the confines of the script. But, like, as a cultural movement, you're like, oh, yeah, actually, when I picture these people. Right. Not, like, this, oh, what a fine young specimen who is a doctor and is uh, so good with kids. Like, right. Like, you're thinking of, like, a big scary boogeyman. Right, yeah. Whereas, mm-hmm. yeah, the father, this is... It, it's shot so well. It's acted so well. It's it, it's a really interesting dive into what it would be like in the mind of someone who has dementia or Alzheimer's and is losing track of time. Like, that is all fascinating. But I would say that it's up towards the level of music, like the Sia movie, where right. they were like, this, yeah. how do you deal with someone who has who's having a meltdown as uh, you crush them with your body. That's the way that it's yeah. right. <laughs> and you should this, do that in real life. Do it right now. It won't like, hurt it's, them. It's like what's this, best for them. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But, the, but the father, the whole time, is every single character will be like, remember yesterday? Remember this person? Um, how come you didn't get dressed today? What's going on? What's wrong with you? Why can't you remember? Why don't you recognize me? Instead of, like, tr- trying to ground him in their reality just like being kind and considerate towards him right they never they don't do a a fantastic job of being like actually this is not how you should be speaking to someone who is losing their memory instead (laughs) it's just like i can't isn't it sad isn't it sad (laughs) right one of our great grandmas had uh she had alzheimer's and it was very sad Mm. because she basically she was old enough that when we were little kids she just like didn't know who we were and it was sad we basically never really had a relationship with her 
Yeah, exactly. But we'd be like, hi, Grandma. And she'd be like, oh, hi, kid. I cannot fathom in 10 billion years being like, why don't you know who I am, yeah. Grandma? Like, what the fuck? Right. What kind of person yeah. would be mad at somebody for having dementia? You don't anyway. remember me? <laughs> Cringe. Yeah. You, like- you have a thing that makes you lose your memory and you don't remember who I am? Like, Bitch reminds them nicely. <laughs> like, I just, I can't yeah. fathom in a million years being like, hey, grandpa. Yeah, like, there's Square this up, you know? Square like, up. I, I saw something. <laughs> I saw I'm going to punch about, the like, Alzheimer's about, right uh, out of you. About Alzheimer's. Sorry, this is, like, a little bit of a tangent. But about how, like, yeah. people with Alzheimer's don't, like, a lot of the times they don't remember who you are. But they do remember, like, how they feel about you when they look right. at you. Yeah. Which is why there's mm-hmm. a lot of, like... You know, thinking that like your son is your husband, right, or something mm-hmm. like that, because it's like you don't know exactly who that is, but you remember that you like love them tremendously, right? And like that's kind mm-hmm. of all you have to go on, and like, yeah, sad, yo. It <laughs> is yeah. sad, but maybe instead of being like, "How come you don't remember your live-in nurse, idiot?" <laughs> They're gonna be here soon, and you need to get dressed. Like, right, be like. How many times do we have to oh. teach you this lesson, old man? <laughs> exactly. Like, say, oh this is my friend. He's here to help you. Right. Like, with whatever you need. Yeah. I still haven't seen the that hard. I have a take. Don't but. watch it. It's not worth it. <laughs> okay. In my opinion. I, almost, I legitimately, um, I had an anxiety attack. I cried. My eyes were shaking. I should have walked out of the movie, but I was like, oh, the prestige. So I stayed. I stayed. Should have been watching the prestige. <laughs> I should have watched the prestige. The prestige never gave me an anxiety attack. Oh man. You know what's a good fucking movie is the prestige. Anxiety during the prestige. <laughs> we should uh, I'm so mad I didn't watch the prestige, the prestige in Fortnite. I just think about it a lot. I wish I had. <laughs> well, maybe oh, learn from this movie something. and be okay with the fact that your life is moving forward That's true. without that experience. I couldn't watch yeah. the prestige on Fortnite and I'll just have to live with that. But you could watch The Prestige and still play Fortnite. And you know what? Good news. Tomato Town is still there. (laughs) Right? Um, As far as the... Let me just refresh (laughs) my news feed. Oh, no. no. Oh, no. (laughs) Tomato (laughs) Town. (laughs) Tomato Town. But yeah, I mean, as far as as the Best Picture nominations this year, obviously, I think uh, Sound of Metal is my favorite. I'm not sure it'll win. I'm. I feel very certain that Nomadland's gonna win. That just feels like the way that these winds are blowing. Mm-hmm. I think people. Discord cut out the movie that you said. Could you say it one more time? <laughs> oh no! And the winner Nomadland. is Nomadland. Read my lips. Nomadland. Nomadland. <laughs> Nomadland. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Just because. Nomadland. I think. Nomadland. Like more than all these other movies, I think there is a narrative to Nomadland that people really like that I really like, which is like you know, this young sort of underground, like, independent director who gets picked up to make a Marvel movie, who finishes it, and it's sitting on the shelf waiting for release, and is, as far as everyone knows, supposed to be really fucking cool and good, um, and people are really, like, interested to see what she's doing, and then, like, during the pandemic, she makes a, a small movie like this after finishing her big like blockbuster debut and releases it while we're all waiting for that Marvel movie is like such a cool, interesting career move. And Chloe Zhao is just like turning into this like Mount Rushmore director of the 
of like this decade like all at once it feels like it's happening so fast and it's just it's so interesting that i think people want that to be the narrative i think they want chloe zhao to have one best picture before her marvel mm-hmm. movie comes out you know like the movie yeah. that she made in between when she finished her marvel movie and when it came out one best picture like just wild yeah um, I'm always for a successful Chinese lady. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I really like Nomadland. I really like Mank. Mom. And Judas and the Black Messiah, I really, I like, but I didn't like it as much as I was hoping I was going to. I kind of had mm. inflated expectations, I think, because I, I watched that one and I was just like, uh, yeah, that was like a sad story about a really tragic event in history. And it really made me think about, like, you know, the way that like law, law enforcement and FBI target black people and I was like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and, and then I my was sister, like okay yeah I knew sure. the police were bad yeah. I had a feeling <laughs> my sister brought up the point where she wishes that the cast was closer to the age of that's been a, a big people. point of discourse around the movie which I think because is interesting it's like obviously it's done very well like mm. Lakeith Stanfield my love. Right. But it's he like Fred Hampton was 24 years old. Yeah. I'm not even 24 yet. Exactly. Like, like a 24 year old looks like they're 24. A, <laughs> a person, a racist person found me on my social media and disagreed oh, with no. some things that I'd said on there. And he was like, don't listen to her. She's just an Asian teenager. Um, so <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> all this to say, look young. Right. Like, I just, I feel like there would have been a little yeah. more like, oh, yeah, social movements are run by young people, right. and that's dangerous for them, mm-hmm. and that hits a little more personally right, than, like, the person looks generically looks 30-ish. But I think... Yeah, and that's something that Chicago, the Trial 7, well... <laughs> <laughs> Chicago, the Trial 7. The 7 of the Chicago Trial. Yeah, you know. Trial the 7 Chicago Trials. <laughs> yeah, Chicago and the Seven Rings. The- <laughs> That, not, that movie talks about Nutcracker in the Seven Trials. <laughs> Barbie in the Seven Dancing Chicago Trials. Uh, sorry, what were you saying, Evelyn? <laughs> saying that movie touches on like the people that are on trial being young right. better in that film than they do. Um, yeah. I think there is sort of a, a, a give and take, though, because I feel like just the way we watch movies, I think if Fred Hampton looks like a teenager in that movie, it would be harder for the audience to take him seriously, you know? Um, mm. Which, you know, wasn't necessarily a problem in real life, or maybe it was, but, like, it, it's just sort of that give and take. Like, it would double down on the tragedy of what happened, but I feel like it might sort of undercut, like, the actual content of, like, what he was espousing at the time, if mm. you're seeing it on screen, you know, because it's different in real life than it is in a movie. Like, the way that we watch movies is different than the way we interact with the world. And I feel like having somebody who looks really, really young playing Fred Hampton in that movie would kind of undercut his messaging a little bit, if that makes any mm. sense. I can see that. I disagree, though. People. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> That's okay. I still think Gary Oldman was too old to play Mink. <laughs> that's another weird one. Yeah, I don't even fair. know. It's really fair. <laughs> I mean, they're like sixty. <laughs> 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 
He looks 30. It's a weird one. It's just a weird one. I don't know. I have no patience. It's weird. <laughs> I'm not, I did. I'm blind. Like, did he do great? Yeah. But did it make sense? Not a ton. Um, Not a ton. But I still haven't seen the father. What if he was like, what if, okay, wait, hold okay. on. Alternate universe for the person who's playing Mank is actually 12. <laughs> Better or worse? Well, Mank, we did this. Make babies. <laughs> Make we already did, babies. Oh, we did already do this. Yeah. I was there, too. I, pro- I probably played along with that goof, and it's just totally yeah. gone. Uh, what's a good Muppet Babies Anyway, poll? if you didn't listen to that podcast, hi, what <laughs> if what if Mink was a little baby? Mink babies and, um, there's, they gave, uh, one of the other screenwriters a, a twin sister that never shows up in any of the other media. Zing. Okay. Um, that was a Muppet Babies joke. We can move on. Uh, oh, mm-hmm. I still haven't seen, uh, Minari either, and I'm hoping to get that done soon. I definitely want to see it before the ceremony. Um, but by all... The Olympic ceremony. The Olympic ceremony. And, like, yeah. by all accounts, great movie. Haven't seen it. I can't I can't really speak to it. Besides, sounds good. Sounds like it's good, probably. Um, uh, but as far as Sound of Metal goes, uh, I think... I mean, like I said before, I think it's so exciting that Paul Racy got nominated for Best Supporting Actor. It's one of those few... It's one of those moments that makes it clear, like, why I like award shows. Because, like, obviously, you know, the, the like, truism is that they never make the right choice. Or, like, the best movies never get nominated or this or that or the other. But, like, what's really exciting is when they do get it right. That's what you're hoping for. That's what you're, like, crossing your fingers for every time. And when Nick Jonas gets up there and he's, like, Paul Racy's nominated for Best Supporting Actor, Jackson, I'm like, fuck yeah, this rules. This is the best thing ever. I love the Oscars. <laughs> cool. You know? And, like, it's just it's just exciting. And especially in a year like this where the nominations are all sort of weird, it's, like, fun when you're surprised in a good way. Like, that's what's, that's what's so exciting about it. Um, and I just, I really hope Sound of Metal gets some love in terms of actual awards. Because I think Paul Racy's so good in this. Sound I think Riz Ahmed's so good in this. You hope Sound and, of like, Metal gets some awards in terms of actual metal? Oh, Oscars sound of, are made metal. Out of metal, presumably. Nice. Cling those bad boys cling, together. Cling, cling. Riz gets up on we'll stage. We'll turn the Oscars into stomp, and they all, yeah. <laughs> Riz Ahmed gets up on stage, and he's like, oh, here's a sound of metal for you. And he takes a statue, and he's like. Be good stuff. It's a good bit. Seal that on the He's not winning best actor. No, he's not. See, this is my take. I think Chadwick Boseman should be winning. Just to be nominated. I think Chadwick Boseman should be winning Best Supporting Actor for Ma Rainey because I do think he's a supporting actor in that movie. But I guess they just wanted to give him the bigger award, which is fine, I guess. But I think Riz Ahmed should win Best Actor. I think he should. And I think Chadwick Boseman mm-hmm. should win Best Supporting Actor. I think he should win it for Defy Bloods. But whatever. And just that's what I think. I love Riz Ahmed in this movie so much. I think he's so good. <laughs> He is so good. I agree. <laughs> okay. It is unfortunate. Yeah. It's it's a, it's a, it's an outstanding film. It it's is. so good. If you think it's boring then I go go watch some uh, King Kong versus Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> oh, big monster smashing. We love that movie. Too. Enough for you can handle it. I'm turning into one of the people who comments on my Dark Side of the Moon videos just like uh, you don't like The Godfather? Uh, sorry it doesn't have 
a fucking <laughs> dick in it every two minutes, all right? Learn to it appreciate does, art. <laughs> um, I get so... Uh, uh, people, let me put this in my cringe account. Can I just Why say... Why I need dicks in my movies when I have you, commenter? <laughs> uh-huh. Um... Can I just say, I just want to go on a brief tangent about my YouTube comments on the show. There, I have a, yeah. there is a disproportionate amount of comments about when I said The Wizard of Oz doesn't have a lot of emotional material in it in that video. And people got really mad about that for, for yeah. reasons that I don't quite understand. I just wanted to point that out. It's like, anything. I don't think it does. Like, I mean, you can say, like, yeah, it's a metaphor for the gold standard or whatever it is that people say it's like yeah that's true every art all art has meaning there are there are <laughs> subtexts in every story but that doesn't mean it has mm-hmm. a lot of like complicated and nuanced feelings in it that's what i'm talking about you know there was what about there was when that she guy... cries because she wants to go home <laughs> right there was that guy who talked about how how wizard of oz was about mk ultra yeah that was my favorite that's my favorite, favorite guy. guy that's my favorite guy that's right uh, Good Just stuff. can't say Good anything, stuff. anything remotely critical about a beloved movie. Yeah, ever, Whatever. never. Uh, <laughs> How dare you, <laughs> Judy Garland? How dare you? It's Judy. Dude, why don't you like the Tin Man? Have you ever heard of art before, <laughs> Jackson? <laughs> um. Okay, how Google's are we feeling? Free, Jackson. You can Google what art is. <laughs> How are we feeling? Like do we have anything else to say, or do we want to start wrapping up the show? The shall. Yeah. Let's 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 wrap this mother up. Okay, one sec. Uh, well, how long well, have we here, been going? Here's the thing: I have to leave right now, basically, because I gotta go get vaccinated. <laughs> okay. Ayo. Vaccine okay. check. So here's what's up. But what I'm gonna do is that you guys, I've gotten a very scary oh, message fuck. on my God Discord. Damn it. It's very scary, and I don't, don't know have what to it do means. This every I don't week. know who this person is, <laughs> and like you know how like when you don't have a picture for a chat, it's just like that little head and torso. But this one, he's got like an angry frowny face on it, and his eyes are black and they're bleeding. So I'm just gonna drop this link in the chat, and maybe you guys can figure it out. I'm too scared. I'm too scared to look at it. This is and good. I gotta go. I'm too scared. <laughs> this is good for uh, face cam because now you can finally see our actual reaction in real time. <laughs> to an ad yeah, line except for mine because I gotta go. <laughs> goes on a creepy pasta tangent. Okay, uh, Anna. Anna, how'd you like to read this creepy pasta? I would love to read. Oh, this okay. Creepypasta. I gotta go. I gotta go. Bye. You can I watch it later. Bye. Yeah, <laughs> I just watch it like everybody else. Bye. <laughs> Bye, Adeline. Good luck. Get shot, shot, shot. Try not shot, to get shot, autism. Shot, no, you don't get autism. This is the one where you get Bill <laughs> Gates in your mind. And she just left, just bounced. Okay, fine. Is that wait? Because Bill Gates is autistic, right? Probably yes. Yes. Yeah, he is. So that's how <laughs> that's how they're doing it. Oh, shoot. Is through the Bill Gates bots <laughs> in your arm. Now you're autistic. <laughs> now everybody has autism. Okay, okay. Hold on, wait. Before we start this, I gotta fix the fucking stream again, because Adeline left it and oh. ruined everything. Well. Oh, God. I mean, you guys, like, froze for, like, a minute for me, but now it's good, so... That's where... That's where we're at. Yeah, we, you know, we... We worked through it. We made it through the wilderness... Somehow, amazing. We, we passed okay. through the valley of the shadow of death. All right, Anna. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. 
Adeline's not here. We can just not read a creepy pasta if we don't want to. Okay, this one's really short. Though. <laughs> okay, go go for it, Dana. <laughs> okay, it's it's called Home Alone, right? We we have the same one. Um, starring my favorite Macaulay Culkin. My yeah. second favorite Culkin um, brother. Post posted in uh, April two thousand thirteen. So it's got to be good. Mm. The uh, height of That's a good pasta. year for creepypasta. <laughs> excellent um, vintage. We say that every time, but legs. it's always funny. <laughs> the, uh, the legs on this creepypasta are just <laughs> yes. so bold. So I'm going to tap into my, my SCP reader voice. Um, okay, here we go. You are home alone, and you hear on the news about Present the profile tense. of a murderer who is on the loose. You look out the sliding glass doors to your backyard, and you notice a man standing out in the snow. How do they know I had sliding glass doors? of the murderer, exactly, and he is smiling at you. You gulp, picking up the phone to your right and dialing nine. Well, wait, one. well, wait, is he hot? This writer doesn't answer. Yeah, what does he look I don't, like? You'll see, you'll see. Okay. You look back out the glass as you press the phone to your ear and notice he is much closer to you now. Then you drop the phone in shock. What's the fuck? There are no footprints in the snow because it's his reflection. <laughs> you still are watching him, though, right? Is that the end of the creepy boss? That's the end. That's, That's the end. Whole thing. Okay. He's just it behind was two you. Two sentences? <laughs> it was like. It was like it was like four sentences, or maybe no. It was like it was like seven. That's not That's even scary. Always- just because he's behind you instead of in front of you, who cares? He's still gonna come get you. And we yeah. don't even know if he's hot. <laughs> he's not even a scary yeah, monster or anything. I guess we should. Oh, it's. Oh, it's. Oh, here's a. Here's a good. A little detail. Uh, guess what the tag is for like the category. <laughs> what is it? Uh, mind fuck. <laughs> I got Honestly, so fucked by that story. I got really, my mind is absolutely fucked. I, I guess that's I, how we know he's hot. <laughs> oh, I started yeah. here and I went, Because we let him fuck our mind, you know? That's not true. Not all hot people. You don't have to be hot to have sex. He's, just, he's DTF, you know, though. He's yeah, DTF. that's true. That's, and that yeah. makes you hot. It's, yes. your, it's your attitude. Exactly. You Charisma. <laughs> yeah, uniqueness. <laughs> Well, yeah, I also said that he's smiling at you, so he probably, yeah. like, thinks that you're... Yeah, I'm telling like, you, he's DTF. He's and you're beautiful. a nice piece of ass, too. Down to clown. People don't say <laughs> down to clown anymore. Whatever happened to that? Bring it back. Bring it back. Uh, this murderer is down to clown. <laughs> yeah. He's, yeah, he... I like to finish the creepypasta out whenever there's this ambiguous ending. So you see, it's his reflection. You turn around. He brought you flowers. <gasps> he's like... Do you want to go out to dinner? I just got my second shot, so I'm immune. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should go get noodles. It would nice. be really delicious. And then you guys are happy together because he served his time in prison. Yeah, he did. And yeah, it's all about rehabilitation. Exactly. Uh, hey, do you guys want to hear a one-star review of Sound of Metal? Yes, mm-hmm. I do. Uh, okay, so this review... Do you want me to pitch first? Do you want me to give... Yes, I do. Yes, of course people, I do. Tell the people to plug... Where, where the plugs are. Yes, tell them where the plugs are. I will. The Number one, <laughs> hi, everyone. Number two, I don't know why I always say hi. I've been talking <laughs> to you this whole time. But if you like the conversation that we're having, then you should join our Discord, and the link is in the description. For some reason, we're still talking about fruits there. <laughs> There's a long-running like, <laughs> discussion about which fruits are best in our Discord bad. server. Which fruits are bad? Yeah. And I'm struggling in the camp that all fruits are good. Like, I even mm. like durian, so... Wow. 
I like so I have What opportunities do you wanna, have to eat durians? I'm Chinese, Jackson. <laughs> right, but where do you get them? It's just, it's uh, at the Asian food store. Okay, all right, fine. I didn't know there was a secret food store for you guys. <laughs> no, you just go. If you go to H Mart, there's probably some durian. There might be some frozen stuff. I recommend it. Everyone should try it at least once. The fresh okay, stuff is okay. much better than the frozen stuff. All right, though. all right. If, and you also should know that you're what you're getting into because... It's, yeah. not, it's not a mango, <laughs> which I like. I think some people don't. All I've ever heard is that it tastes like sweaty garbage. It smells like sweaty garbage, okay, okay. but it tastes floral. Mm. I I am really curious to try durian because I think with my like autistic nose and like the relationship that I have with smells, I want to know if it would just kill me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. If I would open it up and I would just like keel over dead. <laughs> It's. I think it's worth a shot. <laughs> yeah, it's all like, I would. I would try it. I would totally try yeah, it. Yeah, it's good to try new things. <laughs> Maybe you'll like it. Maybe you, you like sweaty garbage and you didn't realize it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm dating you. <laughs> nice. Well, <laughs> that was us... really good. Good job. Self five. I love you too. Okay, plug our stuff, Keisha. Okay, let us know if you like durian in our Discord. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at. No Nerds Pod. You can follow Jackson at Jeffrey Pack. You can follow Adeline at Hollow Backhorse. I don't tweet, but you can try to follow someone with my same name. They might be funny. Who's to say? And Anna McGuire has been our guest this whole time, but I don't think we ever said her name in full. We didn't give you an intro. Uh, yeah, you you're on here like every she's three months, though, because you live in our house. So maybe they probably know you by now. And your, your ad's been on the screen. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Just do it. Just do you. Hi, I'm Anna. I'm I'm oh, the writer and director of the SCP narrative podcast, Find Us Alive, um, which uh, won all of the awards for the uh, Oscars, but it's for podcasts. Um, the Poscars. It won best, pos- best, best uh, podcast at the Poscars um, in, 20, That's, in uh, 2020. Anna, that is, you're confused, because the Poscars is the Oscars for furries. <laughs> well, I mean, it also won that. Okay. <laughs> no, you can follow me at uh, Rad Was Taken. You can follow the podcast Twitter at Site One Hundred Seven. Um, we've got a new episode coming out on. Oh, uh, I can't remember the day. The first Friday of every month, which is. Oh, I need to write a little bit a of second. music for that episode. Still, don't I? Yes, you do. Okay, I was gonna get to that this week. It's coming out on the f- the eighth of May. It's a good day. Stay tuned, friends. That's me. That's my whole bit. And Anna does have eyebrows. If Keisha just said was- something, but I can't. Keisha's muted or something. I am. Oh, okay. You're good now. I'm losing my hearing. <laughs> <gasps> All I said was, "You have eyebrows." <laughs> Controversial. Uh. <laughs> The man's trying to mute me, but I, I have things to say. Don't silence her, Don't Jackson. Silence her. Uh, okay, would you guys like to hear a one-star review of Sound of Metal? Yes. This I was fascinated by this because apparently they still let you write user reviews for their own movies because this review comes from Amazon.com. Uh, one star. The review is titled, Put Some Clothes On, and the body of the review says, Can't play good music, so they gotta be half-naked. 
Yeah, because he's hot. You know, good point. Uh, musicians never perform shirtless. <laughs> well, not if they're good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Have you ever noticed that all bad musicians are at least half naked? <laughs> at they got to compensate. There weren't very so many saying, funny reviews for this movie. This is the best I can do. They're saying that they don't want to see Riz Ahmed shirtless? Apparently not. Is that not. what they're saying? Uh, anyway, my name is Jackson Do you McMurray. Like things? <laughs> my name is Keisha Rhodes. <laughs> my name is Anna McGuire. And this has been No Nerds Allowed. Thank you. Thank you. Peace out. <laughs>